This podcast is for informational purposes only and does not constitute legal, tax, investment, financial, or other advice. It is not intended to cause or induce breach of an existing agency agreement. The goal of this podcast since day one is to provide the best information on the Vancouver real estate market at no cost to you, the listeners. To that end, we'd like to thank the following sponsors. This podcast is sponsored by Marcon, a local family-owned and managed real estate development and construction company that's been around for nearly four decades. Marcon is not only committed to high-quality construction, but it also is making a positive impact in the communities in which it builds all across the Lower Mainland. We want to highlight two incredible Marcon projects. Elmwood, a 38-story tower located at Burquitlam's most important intersection, Como Lake Avenue and Clark Road. This landmark tower will feature 335 condominiums, over 37,000 square feet of office and retail space, and almost 20,000 square feet of amenity space. Elmwood has been incredibly popular with 80% sold currently, but they still have a great selection of junior one-bedroom all the way to three-bedroom homes remaining. Check out markon.ca slash Elmwood for more. And Matt, we are also excited about Sone House, Markon's newest community in West Coquitlam. With 165 homes ranging from junior one beds to three beds, Sone House offers the perfect West Coast aesthetic with a more nuanced Nordic-inspired design. Register today at markon.ca slash Sonehouse. That's S-O-E-N-H-A-U-S. Or you can learn more at markon.ca or follow them at Instagram at markonhomes. Markon, building for life. Hello? 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 This is the Vancouver Weather State Podcast. And welcome back to Vancouver Real Estate Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Scalina. And today I am hosting the show alone. Matt is officially on Christmas vacation with his wife and daughter in Winnipeg, Manitoba. So uh, hopefully they're enjoying themselves. We did want to get an episode out uh, quickly to talk about the BC government's offer of down payment loans for first time home buyers. So that is uh, what we're going to be talking about today. And we've got a great interview with Ray Macklem, mortgage broker with the Mortgage Hub and Dominion Lending. But before we get to our interview with Ray, just a couple key points on exactly what this new program offers. And here with me is uh, Sabrina playing the role of the first-time homebuyer who's curious about the policy. How are you, Sabrina? I'm doing good, thanks. First of all, what are your questions? So I understand that this new mortgage policy starts on January 16th. What exactly is it? Okay, so it's a 25-year loan, and it's an interest-free loan for the first five years. So that means you don't have to pay anything back the first five years, and it will cover up to a maximum of 37500 So in other words, if you have a down payment of 37500 and you qualify, the BC Liberal government will match you. Okay. So if I had a down payment of only 15000 They would match you for 15000 okay. assuming you meet the criteria. Okay. And what exactly is the criteria? Okay. So first, you have to have saved a down payment amount at least equal to the loan amount. That makes sense? Yeah. You also have to be a Canadian citizen or a permanent resident for at least five years. Okay. So 
if I just moved here from Calgary, but I've been in Canada for, let's say, the last 10 years, would I qualify? No. So, it, well, actually, it depends. So if you moved here from Calgary a year ago, then you would qualify. You have to be a resident of BC for at least one year. Okay, so Canadian citizen for at least five years, BC resident for at least one year. Right. So the, another important uh, aspect is that you actually have to be a first-time home buyer. Okay, so what if I owned in Calgary, but I've never owned in British Columbia? No, so you, you cannot have owned anywhere in the world. So you, no interest of any sort in residential property anywhere in the world at any time. So you really do have to be a first-time home buyer. So is there any criteria regarding the actual property itself? Yeah, so you actually cannot spend more than $750,000 on the property. So it has to be a price less than $750,000. And you also have to be able to qualify for an insured high ratio first mortgage for at least 80% of that purchase price. Okay, and what about any criteria regarding you know myself or what I earn? Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. So this is kind of the, the other main component is you, you can't have combined gross household income of any more than $150,000. It is a, it's a three-year program. It's expected to help 42,000 BC residents. Um, it has been met with a lot of criticism. Um, people have argued that, you know, with an election coming up, it's it's political theater, polit- political maneuvering by the BC Liberals mm-hmm. in an attempt to show that they're, they're trying to conquer affordability mm-hmm. in Vancouver. Other critics have said that it's it's um, not really taking on the, the real issue at hand, which is affordability, um, that it's a nearsighted and uh, it's going to have long term consequences. You can you can imagine that all these people are going to have to have to pay these loans back in five years. Yeah, exactly. And what if interest rates go up? Right. And that's a a real concern. So we're going to ask Ray about that. And, um, you know, overall, I think a lot of people just think it's bad economics. But that said, it is uh, helping first-time homebuyers. And one thing we didn't see with the foreign buyers tax, we've seen prices come down on the high end of the market, but there hasn't been much of a break for first-time homebuyers or people trying to get into the market. So we're going to talk to Ray about this and get his opinion. And uh, without further ado, here's our interview with Ray Macklem, Dominion Lending Centers. Enjoy. Okay, so I'm here with Ray Macklem, mortgage broker with Dominion Lending Centers and past guest. How you doing, Ray? I'm doing well, Adam. How are you? Very, very good. Thank you. We wanted to talk to you about the uh, new uh, announcement that the BC Liberal government made that they will be matching uh, down payments for first-time home buyers. But maybe before we get to that, you know what's what's going on in the world of uh, of lending right now? Have things tightened up? Yeah, absolutely. We've definitely seen a tightening on the underwriting side with our lenders. Uh, the federal government intervened, as you know, in October and added some measures to basically put the brakes on what they viewed as an overheated housing market. So it has gotten more difficult for people to, to finalize their financing. Anything that's, that's a little bit outside the box is becoming harder and harder to approve. They're looking for, you know, I have to say they're looking for really high quality loans um, without a lot of, of you know, intricacies that, that might make it a little bit more difficult for people to secure their financing. So complicated files uh, could have could have an issue right now in today's climate. Definitely the more complicated stuff is is being you know, pushed by the wayside a little bit more than it has been in the past. It's just getting a little bit harder uh, for those files with, you know, uh, difficult circumstances or 
circumstances that that have been approved in the past that that might be a little bit more difficult to get approved right now. Right, right. So Matt and I are actually seeing um, a lot of um, uh, deals collapsing, talking to other agents and and just, you know, anecdotally hearing that there are financing issues right now in the market. Um, What would would be your advice to somebody, maybe a a first-time homebuyer or even just a purchaser in general right now as some preliminary first steps for financing? Yeah, definitely. My my first recommendation would be to to get a pre-approval and and a pre-approval where, you know, documents are being reviewed and you're actually going through the ins and outs of the file to make sure that your approval is is valid with a lender. Uh, The second step I would advise would be to put in a subject to financing. You know, a lot of these files that are falling through are perhaps because due diligence wasn't necessarily done on the front end, or there are these circumstances. And, and what I think a lot of what we're seeing as well is lenders and insurers working their ways through some of the guidelines that have been imposed on them by the federal government. So a lot of it is uncertainty that that's working its way through the system, and hopefully we'll, we'll achieve some new normal balance going forward. But there is going to be an adjustment period where the uncertainty leads to more declines than it does approvals on on the iffy files so i definitely say get that pre-approval locked down and and have a subject to financing as, as a safety measure for the borrower right so even if you are you know maybe super confident about your financing there could be some hiccups along the way best to best to go through the approval process definitely i mean there's, there's always two parts to the approval there's the the covenant which is the borrower and there's the security which is the property and we can approve the covenant all day with the borrowers but whenever you're writing on a property there is that element of unknown until there's a contract in place. So, you know, a, a subject to financing clause is, is always a good measure just to be on the safe side. Right. So, um, you know, we've been also hearing that the people are concerned about rates increasing. Um, any any thoughts on what's going to be happening with the rate in the new year? Well, it, it'll be interesting to see what happens. What we have seen is bond yields increasing, putting upward pressure on interest rates and we can thank our, our neighbors to the south in the election that was. Right. Uh, and we've also seen the federal government's uh, intervention uh, resulting in increased costs for lenders, which have been passed on to borrowers in, in the form of higher interest rates. So I, I would expect that we'll see, I would hope that we'll see uh, a fairly flat interest rate market going forward. Um, it'll always, I wish we had a crystal ball to project, right. but you know, I, I don't foresee any substantial increases in rates in the near future. Okay, okay. Um, so maybe moving on, uh, just recently the BC Liberal government revealed that they would match down payments for first-time homebuyers up to 37500 And this is actually going to be taking effect on January 16th in the new year. What, what are your thoughts overall about this new policy? Are you are you pro or are you con? Uh, you know what, I, I have to say I'm pro. I, I'm, I'm a fan of, of any help for first-time homebuyers. Uh, with all the changes that have been made in the, in, in the recent past, it really has, you know, put the brakes on first-time homebuyers' ability to purchase homes. So, right. you know, any measure at this point to to help those individuals out, I'm for. Uh, so overall, I think it's uh, it's a good measure. Is it is it perfect? No, but is it helpful? I think for some people, they, they will find it helpful to to get their foot in the door in this housing market and actually. Uh, set down some roots. Do you have any sense of how this is going to be treated on applications? Like, have there been any advising or consultation with with your industry or with um, your company specifically? It's always the interesting part of these guidelines when they're they're handed down from the government. Is is a lot of times it comes without consultation with the industry. I'm not aware of any consultation that happened. Um, so so a measure like this 
is is interesting in that it's been announced, but we still don't know exactly what that's going to look like from both a lender and an insurer standpoint, because all parties have to be involved and and approve these types of measures. Most lenders, this particular measure is effectively going to be a second mortgage registered against the title of a property, and, and many lenders don't allow seconds to be registered behind them, especially when it's a high ratio mortgage as, as this particular promotion is, is, is geared towards. So there's going to be a lot of uh, questions as, as we roll into January until we see how, you know, CHC and, and Genworth and Canada Guarantee, the insurers look at this and then how the lenders themselves will address this as a, you know, a, a flexible down payment option for borrowers. Okay, interesting. So I wanted to just kind of touch on some of the critiques um, that have been waged against this new program. So one of them is that this could result in in future defaulting on mortgage payments, especially if interest rates do go up over the next five years. Do you see any risks involved with this uh, with this policy? I I don't personally. The statistics for default on mortgages in Canada are are obscenely low. I mean, very very few people miss their mortgage payments. We're talking less than half a percent. So from a default standpoint, I don't view that as a legitimate concern. Um, we're not talking um, a, the, the borrowing capacity of these individuals that will be approved is still going to be subject to underwriting criteria to make sure they have the ability to pay. Right. So we're still going to be qualifying these people at the benchmark rate. So even if rates rise substantially, the insurance policy is pre-built in with the way mortgages are underwritten right now. Okay, so there's still very stringent um, requirements that will be applied to these uh, to these potential borrowers. Absolutely. People are qualifying for mortgages right now at rates that are, are significantly higher right. than, than what current rates are that they're paying on their mortgages. We're talking people qualifying at 4.64%, the payment's based on 4.64% when they're getting rates of you know, anywhere from 244 to 2.94%. So that's a fairly substantial insurance policy that's built into the, the underwriting of the mortgage at the time. Okay, so Ray, so the BC government has said that this will be a three-year program. It's expected to help about 42,000 BC residents get into the marketplace. Do you see this having a significant impact on the on the housing market? Personally, I don't see having a, a significant impact on on housing prices. What I, what I see having an impact on is the individuals that are struggling to come up with a down payment to actually pull the trigger on a house purchase. I mean, it is the cost of living in this province and, and in particular greater Vancouver is very high. So it is very difficult for people to save money. And if you don't have family uh, to gift you the additional funds required to come up with the minimum down payment, you know, it is really hard to get your foot in the door. So I do see those individuals struggling to come up with a minimum down payment now being able to to get into the housing market. Um, but, you know, it, it is going to be a smaller segment of the market that this impact. Right, okay. So, Ray, how can people reach you? Uh, they can always reach me direct on my cell phone at 778-968-5278 or email me at ray at themortgagehub.ca. Excellent. Ray Macklem, thank you so much for being on the program and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Thanks for having me back. So there you have it, folks, our interview with Ray Macklem from Dominion Lending Centers. Uh, I think that the biggest takeaway from that interview is definitely that regardless of how 
confident you are in your own finances, you really do need to get a pre-approval in this climate um, just because it, it lenders are definitely tightening up. We're seeing it all over where uh, deals are collapsing based on financing. So rule of thumb, you know, if you're looking to get into the marketplace, reach out to a broker, get a pre-approval in place and make sure that you have a subject to financing on your offer. Um, or at least that you've been coached and, and uh, it's been confirmed that you can go in subject free. So moving on, so Matt and I had an opportunity to get together before uh, before he went out of town. We had a, a few minutes to reflect on just what a crazy year it's been in our market. And, you know, we our first episode of this podcast went, went live on January 26th. So we're coming up on our one year anniversary and this is uh, episode 38. It's, it's been a lot of work getting to where we are now. Um, we just wanted to say we're so incredibly grateful that all of you have joined us for the ride and that you continue to support us and that you've been tuning in. And thank you so much for reaching out and, and uh, your questions and uh, comments over over the past year. And what a crazy year in our market. I, it's just that was we, when we were chatting the other day, I think Matt had said it's just been like a just a complete roller coaster ride. You know, we, we started the year with record high sales activity, home prices being higher than they've ever been. And then we, we moved into this this period of public outrage over affordability, realtor ethics, shadow flipping, which obviously had a huge impact on on the BC Liberal government stepping up with a new BC foreign buyer tax, which was implemented really with almost no notice. Uh, since then, there's been new mortgage rules and, um, you know, tighten, lenders tightening up as we were just talking to Ray about. And all this against the backdrop of world events like Brexit and uh, the election of Donald Trump. So it's just been a, it's been an insane year. And to honor the year it has been, we've put together a very short montage of some of the highlights. So have a great week. Feel free to reach out to myself at adam at scalinarealestate.com or 778-866-4574. And our next episode will be in the new year and Matt will be back. And uh, 2017 is going to be an exceptional year. We've got so many amazing guests lined up and uh, we're just so incredibly excited about um about moving forward and and thanks a lot for being along for the ride enjoy quick story to illustrate how busy we were running uh, running off our feet here uh so i have a daughter a four-year-old daughter i was playing with her in november and i uh smashed my finger into our coffee table how did you manage that Long story. Uh, don't want to get into the details, but uh, it it hurt. It it's it became quite swollen very quickly, and I uh, yeah, I, I remember talking to you and and showing it to you uh, the next day and saying, "What was my advice? What should I do?" And you said, "Go get an X ray that looks like a broken finger." <laughs> and uh, I, but hey, I had a tour. I think I had a listing presentation. Uh, I put it off. I put it off. I put it off. December. I thought, hey, I'll wait till December. Super slow in December, right? That's generally the way the market That's works. The way here. the market it tends to, yeah. But have this a long year, December. it, it uh, yeah, it didn't slow down at all. Running, running, running. It was always tomorrow, always tomorrow. Anyway, uh, yeah, three days ago, I went, uh, I went to St. Paul's Hospital uh, to get an X-ray, and uh, he called it a, a nasty fracture. Uh, Wait, how many months or, or weeks or months? What are we talking? No, here? we're talking about two months, basically, uh, long enough so that the finger is healed uh in a wildly crooked position and they it's too long they can't break it so it's it's just it is what it is i'm, I'm just looking across the table you're you're 
pinky actually looks like the letter Z. Yeah. <laughs> so, so that's how busy that's how busy the market is. Uh, but keep in mind, we're never too busy for your referrals. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, I guess so. One thing to say is, if you don't think foreign investment is an important driver in recent price trends in Vancouver, then I've got a liquefied natural <laughs> gas facility to sell you. <laughs> That would be one way to say that. Uh, Fair enough. The other is, look, we, the other is there's a lot of uncertainty. You know, we put a low ball estimate in terms of how much revenue we could raise of $90 million. If you take other projections sort of based on the work David Eby did, uh, you could be as high as $3,000 per household in Vancouver. So we'd be able to pay uh, a month of rent in a pretty nice place for every household in Vancouver uh, with the BC Housing Affordability Fund. We don't know between like a small amount and a huge amount how much could be raised. But the beauty of our proposal is we find out while doing something about something that we know is a problem. We just don't know the extent to which it's a problem. And let me just add, as a final thought, you know, people talk about the problem of foreign investment. I think we should talk about it as an opportunity. Think about Robinson Crusoe on his island. Now, his man Friday probably wasn't so happy about foreign investment when Robinson Crusoe arrived. But now Robinson Crusoe, suppose there's a luxury ship full of tourists off his island. And, and, and those guys have indicated an interest in buying property from Robinson Crusoe and his man Friday. Robinson Crusoe shouldn't throw rocks and sticks at the guys on the tour boat because they can give him caviar and bananas and other delicious things that he's probably really hungry for. OK, so it's an opportunity that these guys have arrived wanting to give wealth for the land on the island. The problem is this is the sort of goose that laid the golden egg, but it's not laying a golden egg on the head of renters. It's laying something else on the head of renters. So how do we address that? Well, our proposal takes some of the benefit that's accruing to homeowners uh, through, through capital gains and uh redistributes it, if you like, to everybody struggling with affordability. On the issue of shadow flipping, um, where I in that article it said most of these uh, flips are not advertised or listed, um, that's because you need permission to list them on MLS. Uh, you need the permission of the original seller. So in lieu of that, uh, they don't get listed on MLS. So for shadow listings, it's a relatively new term. I'm sure, you know, that person also knows where Area 51 is. In 1996, I was asked by a credit union to go take a look at an acreage in Fort Coquitlam. Um, I was pretty new in the business at the time, and uh, I was told by the lender to just that the, the owner of the property would meet me there, and he was a bit eccentric, is the word that they used, and just to just not to be caught off guard when I was there, just to make sure that uh, you know, I was I was prepared for what the person I was about to meet because he was a little odd. So that was the first time a lender has ever warned me about that. Um, I arrived at the property uh, in Fort Coquitlam, and there was run-down home, lots of vehicles strewn all over the front of the property. Dogs were greeting me when I got out of my vehicle. And um, a gentleman, a slim gentleman with thinning hair, uh, gum boots, and uh, a beard came out to me and met me in the car and introduced himself as Willie Picton. Oh, wow. And uh, I didn't know who Willie Picton was at the time. Um but he proceeded to walk me through the property, um, into the home, into the various outbuildings on the property. There were substantial outbuildings, I guess. They had been using the property as a, um, uh, a staging ground for their, for their uh, demolition company, I guess. They would, they would buy 
equipment from other businesses and just sort of bring it to the property and tear, tear it apart and, and sell it. Um, so he took me through um, warehouses. He took me through barns. He took me through um, various different uh, storage sheds on the property. I was getting an uncomfortable feeling just being there. Yeah. Um, there were other people on the property, and, and uh, so I, I felt okay. But there was there was a point when he took me back, and he pointed into the back acreage, and I could see that he had uh, school buses stacked on top of each other, um, oh. various old trucks. And then there was also sea can containers, so those cargo containers that go onto ships. Right. Um, old car- cargo containers that were currently being, uh, there was an excavator that was digging up um, part of the back acreage and then burying these cargo containers. I thought that at the time to be very strange. Um, went back to my car, got back to the office to prepare the report, and for the first time, and it's the only time in my career, I, I said, I called the lender and said, I cannot complete this appraisal. And they said, why? And I said, I can't tell you why. I don't know. I just don't have a, a good feeling about this, and I don't want to be involved with it anymore. Wow. Um, and that was it. Until five years later, um, I watched the news, yeah. and sure enough, they said that there, were, there was a, uh, the missing women's case was solved, and they had found something on the property in Port Coquitlam. I called my office and asked them to do a search of the property address. Um, and immediately they pulled it up. It was that property. So my view would be that I think that in the coming months, um, I would hope that the Christie Clark government would kind of see that, that this is, you know, not the brightest of moves and would work with the feds to make a move to do something along making, uh, more real estate transactions reportable, um, and or they would talk to the government about trying to deal with some of their investment protection treaties, and or they would just work to make sure that the uh, China-Canada investment protection treaty doesn't deal with real property. Um, so, you know, there's, there's, there's lots of, quote, real work that could be done. At the same time, I think that you're going to see a, a backlash on this in that, you know, although nine out of 10 Vancouverites think something ought to be done, uh, all of all of Van- all those Vancouverites don't want anything to be done that could potentially harm their real estate property values. It's all about somebody else's, right? It's like, I want to be able to sell mine out for top dollar, but the fact that my, my kids can't buy in is horrible. Um, you know, that's, that's just the way people are. You know, they want to have their cake and eat it too. So I think the government will probably wind up climbing down off of this um, simply because they'll realize that, the, you know, that they're looking dumber and dumber every day. And and they there might be some type of move that would make a little bit more legal sense, a little bit more structure or a little bit more structure that might actually have some some impact. You know, I mean, it's just fascinating to to think of all of these people in the states, uh, presumably Democrat supporters, suddenly turning to uh, to websites like rew.ca and just, you know, plugging in these searches. Um, for for Canadian real estate because they're just desperate to get out of the country. Yeah. But whether that's just a reaction at uh, something that they didn't like happening in their own country and they're just kind of uh, testing the ground or whether it actually mean a, a lineup of Americans at the border is uh, is pretty hard to tell. A lot of people are saying, oh, you know, it's just, uh, it's all talk. They're not really going to move here. And of course, it takes a long time to uh, to emigrate as well. You can't just show up. And uh, And often I think that people you know, might like the idea of moving to Canada, but then uh, actually find out that, you know, um, uh, it, 
just is going to take too long. And by the time that they've uh, got their immigration process done, they're pretty much used to Trump uh, being president. You know, the sort of shock uh, will have worn off. You, you can get used to anything, right? 2,000 faces for radio. Subscribe today. Hey everyone, pardon the interruption. We just want to take a quick minute to thank the following sponsors who make this show possible. This podcast is sponsored by Common Ground Consulting. Are you developing in the Lower Mainland? Common Ground Consulting is a development management and consulting company with experience in single family, townhouses, multifamily, and commercial developments. What I love about Common Ground, Adam, is they manage the whole development process from due diligence and feasibility reports for initial purchase of land to completing rezoning, development permits, and building permits. They streamline the whole process with strong relationships with sub-consultants and municipalities and a deep understanding of all city requirements. Common Ground Consulting. Feasibility and efficiency prioritized every step of the way. Learn more at commonground-consulting.com or 604-807-6419. We are also sponsored by Oakland Realty. This is our real estate brokerage, best brokerage in the city, hands down. If you are in the industry, a new agent, an aspiring agent, somebody just looking to make a change, new culture, new energy, new resources, head over to oakland.com slash join, type in VRP 2020. That's oakland.com slash join, type in VRP 2020. Not only do you get to meet Michael Morgan and the gang, the big wigs over at Oakland, you get a huge incentive for first going to oakland.com slash join, typing in VRP 2020. <laughs> 